Are you ready to apply God's Word into your everyday life? Welcome to Ancient Mysteries Kingdom Principles Podcast. I'm your host, Rabbi Kurt Landry. Together, we will unlock the ancient principles of the Bible that empower your faith and equip you to move into greater levels of kingdom authority. Shalom, Kurt Landry here, and I'm excited. Listen, we got this box in from Israel, and one of the things we love to do is be able to uh, not only bless Israel, but to do business with the people so that they can make a living. And, you know, with tourism down and everything, we got to get creative. So anyway, we put together this Hanukkah box, and and I love this. It's just, it's a complete box. You can get it at israelmot.com forward slash Hanukkah. It's there on the screen. But anyway, here's the box, and I, I just want to show you a little bit what's in it. First of all, you'll have a Hanukkah so that you can celebrate your own Hanukkah with us, and you'll have a box of actual candles that, that are in here, all different colors, and it's just beautiful, nice box of candles. This makes a great gift for people as well, and then this is a little place that goes, and so you can put your Hanukkah on the plate so the wax won't drip on your nice furniture. And also there's a dreidel. So you can spin the dreidel here. And uh, so we've got the, a dreidel. I really like this. this. My staff did a good job on this. Now, this is a book that Kurt Landry Ministries, this is a children's book on Hanukkah. And when I read it, I think, boy, you know what? Most adults need this. But anyway, it's just a great illustrated book. Very simple. I know Arabella is six years old. Our granddaughter, she can read it. And uh, Anyway, it's a great story and a great explanation. But also in the book, of course, is our latest book, The Miracle of Hanukkah, Connecting with Yeshua and Our Spiritual Heritage. So all this is in this package. So I'm going to put it up so you can see what it looks like. It's right here. Okay. So you can see you get the Hanukkah uh the, uh, the Book of Remembrance, which is our workbook, and then get a children's book. You get a Hanukkah, a plate, and a dreidel, and then the Miracle of Hanukkah, the adult book, and some candles. And uh, anyway, it's, it's a great offer. Before I got started, I just kind of wanted to share it with you so that you can see it. You can go there to Kurt, I mean, IsraelMOT.com forward slash Hanukkah, and you can order it, and we'll get it out for this Hanukkah for you. Anyway, I love this, and it's a great way for you to be able to support the ministry and also support the people we support in Israel by keeping them in jobs. All these products are from Israel, and they're all quality products that we choose. Anyway, you can order your box today. So anyway, I'm excited about it. Now listen, I really want to talk about something that when I was really praying to the Lord, I said, Lord, what, what do you want to talk about, you know, during this, this time? As you know, we're in the month of Kishlev, where there is great darkness, but also great light. And, and, and the word the Lord's given me for you tonight is this, is that uh, three steps to a healthy relationship. Three steps to a healthy relationship. So if you know people that need relationship help, go ahead and hit that share button. This would be a great intro message to Kurt Landry Ministries. Okay, first of all, I want to go to the first scripture is Mark chapter 12, verse 31. And it says, of course, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And, you know, even, uh, you know, based off um, uh, 
sit, you know, I've got notes here from just the science of emotion and that most people can control themselves on the average of about 83% as they're interacting with other people. And one of the reasons I bring this up, we're moving into Hanukkah, we're moving into Thanksgiving, moving into Christmas. And these are some of the times that are really most volatile, especially this during this pandemic time. And, and uh, you know, we really want to protect those family relationships and friends. And so that's what I want to talk to you about, because the scripture says, obviously, in 1230, it says, love God with all your heart and, and then love your neighbor as you love yourself. And uh, here's the thing is on my, uh, my teaching for uh, Acts, apply, change and transform. First of all, in the apply, never let a situation mean more than your relationship with a person. So I'm going to say that again. Never let a situation that arises, never, just make a decision. Go ahead in the comments and say, I will never let that happen. This is just like a rule that can be in your life. If you're, if you're going to, you know, it's interesting. Here's the stats. 83% of the time we make good emotional decisions, but where we self-destruct is in these 17% moments. That 17% are areas that we end up regretting and it destroys relationships and sometimes forever in that. So, so we're going to learn how to overcome with that. And that's what we're going to do. That's the takeaway for tonight's trending Tuesdays. So never let a situation mean more to you than a relationship. See change. What do you have to change? You have to remember love. Okay. And you have to remember not just love, but remember how people loved you. In fact, I want to do an exercise. Can we do that? If you're in the comments, go say, go ahead, say, Rabbi, we can do an exercise. Here's the exercise. I want you to pause for a minute and I want you just to close your eyes and think. Think back of a horrible situation. I don't normally go down this path, but think about something where you did something foolish. Okay. And, uh, you know, we all did stuff, you know, and we still do stuff sometimes very foolish, but I want you to think back on that. And then I want you to think back on the person. It affected different people when you did the foolish thing. But think back on that person that actually didn't condemn you, didn't leave you, extended grace to you, loved you, and covered you in the situation. Think of that person. That's what you have to remember when you're interacting with situations. When it comes into this 17% moment, you need to be able to say, I want to be that person that they remember who extended grace. Go ahead in the comments and say, Lord, let me be the one who extends grace grace that extends grace. And so one of the things that we have to do is we have to take an action step. It's right here. If you're going to take action, okay, when you go to take action, you have to make it now. So let's just go ahead and put into the comments. If you're on the comments, I understand if you're watching on your television, you can't do that, but go ahead and just raise your right hand and say, I am ready to take an action step. Yeah, I'm ready to take an action step because what we're going to do is we're going to dismantle the attack of this 17% moments here and and we're going to overcome because that's the 17%. That's in that window where self-destruction 
relationship damages, death of relationships, divorce, all that stuff happens in that 17% moment. But we're going to apply the blood of Jesus and we're going to cancel that in your life. Amen. So, so here's the thing is so many times when we go into that 17% moment, it's either ego or it's pride, or it's like, I can't bend that far. And, and, but you have to look at the long haul that it really, you can't afford to be at war and to be at odds with these people physically or spiritually, you're going to wear yourself out. Eventually you're going to get to a place where you have too many enemies and you're so busy trying to maintain all the course of your decision around these people that you're contrary with that you spend all your time dodging and answering their questions and you never get around to answering your call. And so that's what I'm, I want to talk to you about today. And that's really what Hanukkah is all about. In the Hanukkah story, you have these Jewish family called the Maccabees. They're in a little city of Modain. Their identity is they're Jewish. They're Orthodox. They, you have Antiochus IV, okay, the Greek ruler who says, the only people I can't control, right now I'm controlling the whole world, but these Jewish people that have their own God, their own temple, own calendar, and their own rituals and culture, I can't control them. They made a decision to unify together. They made a decision to not get upset each other with each other during this month of Kislev, where they're saying, even though it's the darkest time, we are not going to allow a 17% moment of getting angry and fighting with this one and fighting with that one. So we're, we're not going to have a war around the Thanksgiving table, so to say. So we're, we're going to be at peace and we're going to choose to walk in relationship at a higher level of an asset in our life than winning an argument in any situation. It's better to have relationship than to be right. It's better to live right and live righteously with people than to be able to cut them off and cancel them in your life. So I want to start out by uh, just going through where we're going to go tonight. And then I want to ask you six questions. Can we do that? Can you stay with me for six questions? Here's the key is kingdom apologies. Okay, this is where we're going to go. I'm not talking about even apologizing. Obviously, you need to apologize to people and family members, but I'm talking about a kingdom perspective. Can, can we look at the long haul? There's decisions I've made. There's decisions that you have made in the kingdom. And what happens, it, it affects the kingdom. What I'm saying is you could say, I'll give you a short example. And I saw this just the other day. Someone is saying, well, we're talking about this and we're going to try to get these two ministries together. And all that a person said was, hmm, you know, you might want to pray about that. So is that really bad? Yeah, what that did was it didn't slander that other person. But what it did is it sent a message into a group saying we're getting ready to form a group to be able to have this time of unified fellowship and repentance. And then one of the leaders says, hmm, you might want to pray about having them involved. So realistically, what they're saying is I don't like and I don't want to deal with them. And so, so what happens is that sometimes can stop meetings or leave out key apostolic mantles that need to be involved in, in, in certain events that God has called because the steps of a good and righteous man and woman are ordered of God. So what I'm talking about, where we're going to go here in just a few minutes, and I'm going to ask questions though, so that you can identify in your own soul where you are. 
but a kingdom apology is a regretful acknowledgement where you can, and I'm not saying you go online and say, I regret saying this or doing that. I'm talking about for yourself, you have to regret that your words, your actions, or maybe even just your look of, hmm, whatever it is that that needs to, you need to regret that because the kingdom lost. I can tell you in the example I just gave you, the kingdom lost because there were people said, yeah. And what happened is there were these, so to say five groups, it's not the exact number. But what I'm saying is, is that that one word from that powerful person with a platform and authority said, you might wanna pray about them. The, the tone, the pitch, it took one of the key cogs out of the wheel to be able to make that event successful. And the kingdom of God lost, and divide and conquering Satan with his lying tongue. And it might've been a legitimate you know, concern, but the point is Satan won in that situation, the kingdom lost and Satan won. And that's why I'm talking about kingdom apologies. You need to have a regretful acknowledgement that Lord, what I said, didn't say, or what I participated in actually it, it empowered Satan to stop what God was doing in his kingdom. And those usually happen in this 17% moments that are here. So before we get to the three easy steps to stop this, which are, do you need to take responsibility? You need to own it. Return, which means you need to repent and remove needs to forgive. So that's what we're gonna do here in just a moment. We're gonna take ownership of it, responsibility for our words and actions and deeds. We're going to repent to God first and man will range for that. And then we're going to remove by choosing to forgive so that we can silence the accuser of brethren in the courts of heaven. So I want to read to you six questions and I, I want you just to, to respond. Go ahead. If you have a pen, write the note and write your answer. The first one is what relationship do you need to sure up that matters to you it matters a lot to you right now. What relationship? You have a relationship right now that you need to shore up and you need to do it. Just one relationship. I want you to go ahead, write that relationship down. The reason is, is I'm calling you to T is you have to take action. So you're going to write the name down as you're watching this. If you're watching this in the archives and you have time on the day that you watched it, I want you to call that person and text him and do it right now. Don't wait for the enemy to attack your mind and talk you out. What relationship that you have that you need to sure up right now? Okay. Second, how prone are you to damaging long-term relationships and what can you change to break that unhealthy pattern? Are you one that self-destructs? Do you have fear of success? That right when you start getting promoted and everything starts going your way, something comes into your situations that destroys relationships. If that's you, identify what the root of that is. Go ahead and write that down. Number three, under the circumstances, does a relationship's legitimacy become less important than the situation. Are you a person that puts more value in the outcome of a situation more than the relationship of a person? You know, you're one way or the other. You're either 
like deliverable situations, it must happen or relationship. Listen, we paddle between these, but you need to identify to yourself and you need to say, I need to be more relationship oriented instead of goal and task oriented. Okay. Because with the Lord, if you'll put the people first and the harvest first, that is a type of Matthew 6 and 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all other things shall come on to thee. Okay. So have that answer. The next question is, have you been able to repair an important relationship in the last six to 12 months? Have you been bringing healing? Have you gone into situations where there was no benefit for you and you went and served the people? Are you selfish or are you a server? Uh, are you draining people's energy or are you an energizer? Are you insecure and your insecurities are causing conflict or are you confident? Uh, are you conditional with your compassion? Do they have to meet certain criteria or do you have unconditional grace and compassion, which Jesus has given to you? Are you giving that to others? Uh, are you ruling people and putting demands, manipulating and controlling? Or are you gracious that once you have done what you're called to do, then the Lord's mercy and grace that you're satisfied with what they've called you to do? Are you performance driven based off how things turn out or are you giving? That's the key. Are you a servant and are you a giver? And as the kingdom, when we are operating in God's kingdom, we need to be able to apologize when we allow that behavior, you know, the clock that I have done, seek first the kingdom of God at 12, three o'clock. Remember, it's God that gives us the ability to create wealth that he might establish his covenant. But six o'clock is the behavioral boundaries of Galatians 5, 22 and 23. We must operate and love our neighbor as ourself with love, joy, peace, temperance, kindness, long suffering, self-control of which such there is no legal stand for the enemy in the courts of heaven to be able to make accusation to steal your prayers, proclamations and blessings and decrees that you make over your family. Uh, then number five is, have you apologized? When's the last time you truly apologized to somebody with regret? It, have you apologized in the last six to 12 months? If you haven't, you might have an issue that you're not one that gives and gives apologies. I can honestly tell you, I just apologized at House of David online to all of you that I have may offended. I stay in a pretty apologetic type mode because I know that kingdom apologies and I have regret. I know that when I do something and it slows God's movement of his kingdom, I repent to God first and then I repent to the people it has affected. And um, sixth is what can you do to move forward and improve or restore relationship? Well, it's going to start right here. We're going to start here and I'll go more into that on Friday night at House of David, 7 p.m. Central, when I talk about the parable of the talents. It's not going to be about money. It's about your talents and abilities and the skills and the hospitality that God has put in you. Are you one that sows the gifts that God's given in your life, 30, 60, or 100 fold return? Because to the degree you sow it is the decree that you will receive it. If you need more hospitality and favor and you need more good deeds, then you need to sow them. 
we're going to be releasing that on Friday night. But tonight, as we close on this trending Tuesday, what we're going to do is we're going to pray and we're going to take ownership, take responsibility. We're going to repent and we're going to return to the Lord and we're going to forgive and remove all the accuser of the brethren in the courts of heaven. So let's do that right now. Father God, in the name of Yeshua, Lord, we come to you and you may want to speak it out in your house or wherever you're watching from and say, Lord, I am convicted right now that I need to make a kingdom apology to you. I regret that I have just subtly spoken against, maybe prayed or said things about different people that have slowed down the unification of God's kingdom. I have gossiped. I have slandered. I have been involved in conversations that were not honoring you nor honoring your kingdom. And Lord, I honestly regret and I ask you in Jesus name to forgive me. First of all, Lord, I take ownership of it. I said I was wrong. I say I said it. I say I did it. And Lord, I repent with regret and sorrow that Lord, that I damaged your kingdom, not mine or anybody else's, but Father God, in Jesus' name, I ask you to forgive me because I damaged the kingdom movement in my sphere of influence by putting in wrong information because I was operating in that 17% moment of hurt, rejection, poverty. Uh, I was feeling selfish. I was feeling drained, insecure. Uh, I had conditional relationship. If it wasn't all about me, I, I had a narcissistic moment. Lord, forgive me in the name of Jesus. Lord, I return to you. Lord, I repent. And Lord, I, I take responsibility and I repent. And I ask, Father, that I apply the blood of Jesus. Father God, your word says, confess your faults one to another, that your sins might be forgiven. Tonight, Lord, we come together as the ecclesia and we repent one to another. If you feel comfortable repenting on the, <coughs> excuse me, on the, um, in the comments, whatever it takes, it's not about that. It's your heart. Say, Lord, I repent. I repent for any kingdom apologies I need to make that have been regretful. I acknowledge, Lord, that I have in my 17% moments, I have said and done and made some expressions and done some things that, that caused disunity so that the enemy could divide and conquer. Lord, forgive me. Lord, now we come to the remove. Lord, we ask and apply the blood of Jesus in the court of mercy in the courts of heaven tonight, that the blood of Jesus expunge from my book. In the book, my book of remembrance, places, Lord, I take ownership and responsibility of what I said that stopped the kingdom, and I regret that, but I acknowledge that I am wrong, and I ask, Lord, that in my 17% moments that you would send the Holy Spirit to strengthen my character and my nature, and that, Lord, I, I want to be one of those, Lord, that is stable, not unstable. Lord, I want to have an open heart and not a closed heart. Lord, I want to be a serving servant, not selfish. Lord, I want to be one who brings energy 
into a situation, not drains it. Lord, I want to operate from a place of confidence as a new creation, as a royal priesthood in you, not insecure. Lord, I want to have compassion that's unconditional. Lord, I want to release grace in everything I do that, Lord, and not have to rule and control. And Father God, it's not about my performance, but I want to lay my life down and I want to say, Father God, never again let me put situations over relationship with your people. Because your word says in Mark 12, 31, love your neighbor as you love yourself. So Lord, I decree that tonight I am the forgiven of the Lord. And Lord, I thank you that in Yeshua's name, as we come into this feast of Hanukkah and we celebrate the miracle of the light and the miracle of the oil, Lord, let me be welcome in your temple. Let me be welcome into your light and let the joy of the Lord. Father God, I ask that you bless every Thanksgiving table that's coming up, that Lord, and you prepare every house for Christmas that's coming, that Lord, that that in the midst of all the pandemic and, and all the vaccines and the masks and all the disagreements, Father God, in the name of Yeshua, Lord, let us not put vaccines and masks. Lord, let us not put mandates and situations above our precious relationships that we have with our brothers and sisters and our family members. Oh, Father God, so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to expunge the sins of disunity. And Lord, we decree and declare as Kurt Landry Ministries how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil that runs down the head and the beard and the garment of Aaron. And it is there where Lord God himself commands the blessing of life, life forevermore. Thank you so much for praying. Thank you for your love and your prayers and support. Go ahead and order your Hanukkah box. Bless Israel and bless your house with just a wonderful Hanukkah season that's coming up. We love you, we bless you, and shalom. Make sure you share. Thank you for listening to Ancient Mysteries Kingdom Principle Podcast. Like what you heard? Then visit us at kurtlandry.com for free resources that will empower your faith to walk in greater levels of kingdom authority. Follow me on Facebook or Instagram at Kurt Landry Ministries. See you next week.